0: Yo, 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 it's your boy, Will the Thrill, the Plant-Based Pro. What's going on, y'all? How you feeling out there? Hope you are warm and dry. You know, the nation has got hit with a lot of snow in certain areas that it shouldn't have, but of course, if you're inside, you're blessed, and if you're not, well, we're praying for you. This is The Thrill, you're on the Plant-Based for Life podcast, and we're on the (coughs) Streets are Talking 24-hour podcast network here. My show is also heard on other platforms, Apple Podcasts and a few other ones. But anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in. I do not take your listening to this show for granted because you could be doing a bunch of other things. But yet, you are here listening to the show. And my show, thanks to you guys, is heard all around the world. It's heard in 12 different countries on seven different platforms. And it's got a lot of listenership, a whole bunch. I'll go over the numbers next week just to show you that it's really taken off. And I'm grateful because I couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, you know, I got a, a favor to ask you guys. I'm in a plant. I'm in a chef's competition called Favorite Chefs, and um, there's a lot of chefs from all across the world. I think in this competition, I don't know how many of them are plant-based, but I am one of the few plant-based ones in there. When I look at all the pictures, and I'm just asking for you to go on FavoriteChef.com and vote for me. You can vote for me daily for free, or you can donate votes uh, to charity. That got a charity called Feeding America, and that's dealing with people that can't eat. And you know that's a dollar amount, which I think the minimum starting is ten bucks, which is to feed homeless people or to feed hungry people. That's that's a small consolation, but it's not a requirement, and I'm not requiring. I just need your vote. Your free vote, if you can, and so go on there and look for Will Williams. Search the chefs for Will Williams. You'll see my a picture of my dish, which is a my Cajun smothered broccoli. I mean, not broccoli, smothered cauliflower. Cajun smothered cauliflower. You'll see a picture of it uh, on the page. That'll let you know you're on the right page. And cast your vote for me. I'd really appreciate it. You know, uh, if I win, it's uh, fifty thousand dollars and a, and a piece. In Bon Appetit magazine and so they'll do a spread on you and you'll win some money and I want to be able to carry this plant-based message uh, to a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise eat plant-based food Uh, if you look at some of the pictures on the page of some of my dishes you'll see that I make it flavorful I make it look good and taste good and you can do a lot of wonderful things with plants and so uh, Please vote for your boy. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, The voting, we've started on the 16th. The first round is over on the 25th of this month. So it's in a couple of days. So if you guys can get it in today, tomorrow, and the next day voting for me, I appreciate it. Then I may make it to the next round and we'll see what happens. However, uh, if you don't, I'm going to still love you. I'm going to still put out great shows. I'm still going to put out shows that are informative, that are health-related. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to research a lot of stuff and find out great information. And again, you can always research and reach out to me uh, on my website, my company's website, plantbasedforlife.com. That's plant-based, spelled the way it is, one word, then for the number four, and then life, spell L-Y-F-E, dot com, Plant Based for Life. Go down to the bottom of the page and message me and send me an email, and I will definitely get back to you promptly, and then uh, we'll see what's going on. So anyway, I got a good show for you today, a very, very uh, controversial show, I think, for some, because the subject matter is really uh I don't know what to say. I know that a lot of people don't uh, do this like they should and and, and the show's title is about uh, drinking water. can these dry bones lubricate? you know can you drink water and, and and what's the benefits of drinking water and being properly hydrated? See you know, a lot of times um, we're we're so dehydrated we don't even know it. And when our throats are thirsty, and you'll see that in, in some of the material that I'm going to present, by the time our throat is is dry, we are beyond dehydrated. So we really need to get a, a, a grasp on this because what I'm seeing and experiencing myself, I just now started drinking enough water because as healthy as I am and as much as I'm into some things, no one's perfect. You know, that's what I want to tell people. Here's my other disclaimer while I'm talking about that. But I'm not a doctor. I don't give any medical advice. I don't claim to be a doctor. Never have. You know, y'all you know, know how I feel about doctors. There's some great ones out there, and then there's some that I wouldn't go see. However, I'm not a doctor. I don't give medical advice. The things that I talk about are based on experience, based on a lot of research from a lot of different sources. I don't just go to one source and then say, "Ha, that's it." Let me bring it to my podcast listeners. I don't do that I, I, I bounce around I Google I go to real books you know sometimes we forget that there are real books out there because we Google so much but uh, we have to go to a lot of sources if you're really a, a lover of knowledge and really want the truth and really want to find some things and so this is my philosophy on the truth if a lot of different sources that have nothing to gain by telling the truth, say the same thing, to me then it's probably some validity to what they're talking about. But if there are people who are paid endorsers or or organizations that somewhere underlying have some kind of thing to gain or lose by either talking about a subject good or talking about a subject bad or trying to disclaim something about a subject, chances are, you know, they they're they're not sources that I want to be, you know, using reliable information from. So, however, you know, uh, what I do is I, I, I dig deep. I dig really deep because I owe it to you, my listeners, to get some great, great concrete information. And the sooner that I can do that, the better you will be off. Trust me. So, today's show is about water drinking water and the benefits of drinking enough water and This is something that you definitely want to tune in on because it's really a problem You know, uh, I was looking at something where they say that the uh, average American drinks about two and a half cups of water a day Now that's not good. That's that's not helping your cause at all. <laughs> in fact, as you will find out in the material that I'm going to present, it's a situation where it could really, really be detrimental to your health. You know, another statistic, in fact, is that 75% of Americans are dehydrated. 75%, most Americans are considered chronically dehydrated. And when this happens, it can be very difficult to tell when our bodies need to drink more water. And as I stated before, the average American drinks just two and a half cups of water daily, well below the recommended intake of 10 cups of water per day. And those numbers about what we should drink daily go up and down. You know, for years, I'm sure you've grown up, heard, like, we got to get eight cups of water in, eight, eight ounce cups of water a day. But see, that number there was, to me, never seemed right because that's stating basically that everybody needed the same amount of water no matter what their body size is, no matter how much they sweat, no matter how active they were because we know that athletes need more of everything that the body needs because they are, are, are really pushing their bodies to limits above any that a sedentary person would be doing. So to say that an athlete who works out like a champ in a gym or whatever they're doing and a person who sits on their butt or on their couch all day needs the same amount of water really doesn't make a lot of sense. It also says that mild dehydration can affect your ability to think clearly. Wow. It says scientists say that when people drive dehydrated, they make the same number of mistakes that drivers make when under the influence of alcohol. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. So you over here drunk driving because you ain't had no water and you ain't even had no alcohol. (laughs) That's basically what they're saying. Wow. It says thirsty. When you are thirsty, when you are thirsty, you are already, already dehydrated. When you are dehydrated, your body's thirst response becomes triggered. Whenever thirst strikes, dehydration is already occurring. So in other words, you can, you know, when you wake up, like I wake up parched in the morning. And it don't matter because it shows how dehydrated I am. I got this gallon jug because this is lately what I've been doing. So I fill up this gallon jug of mine that I got because I got one of those five gallon water dispenser things in my kitchen. So before I go to bed. I uh, fill up my uh, five jug thing and I take it with me, I mean my one jug, uh, one gallon jug thing and take it into my room with me and I'm sipping on it at least until I fall asleep and you know I try to drink almost half of it, I be trying anyway, to drink half of it uh, before I go to sleep. Now sometimes obviously that wakes me up at about three in the morning for me to have to go to the bathroom but I, this is a process where I'm trying to get more and more hydrated in my life, and I don't think I I don't know you know once I get to that level of hydration that I would actually be drinking that much water going to bed because it breaks my sleep patterns. But for now, I'm at that stage where I need that kind of hydration. So, I, cause I don't like wake I mean I literally wake up like I've been in a a desert for three days trying to survive because I haven't had any water. That's how dry my throat is. It's like you know when you're trying to swallow. And I don't want to sound gross here, but you know when you're trying to swallow your own saliva. I don't have any saliva to make in my mouth uh, to swallow to get that dry feeling away because that's how dehydrated I was. So uh, this, this stuff that I'm talking about and stuff that I'm reading to you guys and research is real serious and it's real. It says that dehydration makes you sleepy. When you're dehydrated, your energy levels diminish and staying hydrated will keep your muscles energized and ward off fatigue and sleepiness. And it says here that you can't survive, which we knew There's more than a few days without water. Because water is essential to nutrient. is an essential nutrient for life. And science shows us that without water, human beings can only survive a matter of days. The number is three. It's three days that a person, if they don't have enough food, you know, you can probably go weeks without food. Because uh, people have fasted, you know... Uh, long periods of time without actual having food. But water is so essential that if a human being does not have water after three days, you can die. That's deep. So even though I know people don't always drink water in the form of pure water, Some people have never had, had, some people, because you're drinking tea and milk and pop and fruit punch and liquor and all those things, which have water in it. But as you will find out, when it comes to cleansing your body and giving your body what it needs, really, you need pure, clean H2O without it being in anything else. But that's probably what keeps a lot of people alive, because I know people, especially women, who don't like water at all do not drink water and I don't know if it's got something to, be, to do with them retaining water weight some women just don't like to taste the water but we'll cover what to do in that situation later um, it takes just 45 minutes to rehydrate the body so a study by the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research found that after mildly, mildly dehydrated men consumed just two bottles of water It took under one hour for their bodies to function in a perfectly hydrated state. You know, that's interesting. That's interesting because for you to get to the point where, you know, you're almost, there's almost some physical things that you're going to be going through that, that will really, really cause some issues. So how do you know you're dehydrated? Well, here's six signs of dehydration. Here are six signs that will let you know that you are dehydrated. And we knew the first one we went over was about thirst. You know, thirst is the first sign of your body telling you that you are becoming dehydrated. You know, another one is fatigue. So if you find that you're more tired than you are usually during your workout, then, uh, then you may be low on fluids. Salt deposits. If you find that you develop... Dry white stuff around your face or in your clothes, you may be a heavy salt sweater and are at increased risk of dehydration. You know, if you've seen people, uh, especially some darker people that have worked out really hard and all of a sudden their face looks like it's got some white powder or paste on it, those are salt deposits. And Because salt is already, uh, de- uh, a sweat is already salty to begin with. So, if you've ever tasted your own sweat, if you've sweated that much and it's dripped in your mouth, (laughs) gross. Muscle cramping. Cramping is a later sign of dehydration. Your body has already alerted you through increased thirst and fatigue. See, one thing about the body. body is almost like a car in in, in the respect that things start happening early to let you know that there's a problem. You know, like, for instance, your car started making funny noises, but it's still drivable. It may start doing some things that's, you know, out of the ordinary, but yet you can still drive it. But it's trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that I'm going to stop soon. Something is going to break on me. So you need to address the issue now before it's too late and I stall on you somewhere on a dark road late at night. Your body is the same way. There's little things that start going on in your body that allows you some forewarning to tell you that there is something wrong. You know, the body sends you all kinds of signals chest pains, that lets you know that you may need to look at your chest, uh, get your EKG or something because you may be having a heart attack or a mild heart attack or whatever. Uh, You know, uh, uh, joint pains, letting you know that you may have rheumatoid arthritis, or just, it's just so many things, warnings that the body gives you. So muscle cramping is the one that's telling you that you are dehydrated because you'd ignored the thirst and the fatigue part. So now I'm going to start cramping up on you and letting you know that, okay, uh, you need to give me some water and some electrolytes maybe. Nausea, lightheadedness. If you feel that you're at this point of dehydration, you may be at a serious risk of heat exhaustion or heat, or heat stroke. You know, that's some serious stuff. People have died from that. You know, especially when it's real, real, real hot outside. And the funny part is that I get it, even myself, is guilty of this, that I tend to drink way more water in the summer months, uh, in the hot, hot months, than in the fall and winter months. Because... You're not sweating that much because sweating will dehydrate you. So you, you're thirsty again. But you're not sweating that much. You're not doing a lot because in the summer months you're active, you're doing things, you're out and about, you're you're running here to there, but you know, you tend to slow that down in the winter. And so, you know, you don't sweat as much. Unless you work out year-round. If you're a gym rat, then you do that. And most gym rats for the most part, I and mean, you see the serious people in the gym, they come in there with a gallon of water. Most of them, you have those little cute people who want to come in with their little bottle of water and work out and, and, and do what they do. But, you know, that's still better than nothing. You know, I'm talking about them, but it's better than nothing. And some people really don't understand the importance of hydration. So they don't know that that little 16 ounce bottle is probably not enough for 12 ounce or whatever they got, you know, based on the way that they work out. But you know what? When you know better, you do better. Pale or sweaty skin. So if you feel that you're at this point of dehydration, your body will try to cool itself off in any way it can. And this could lead to lost consciousness. So wow, you definitely don't want to lose consciousness to that point. And it's something, because here, this is something that you can control yourself. You know, I'm always trying to tell people Control what you can control, right? I say this all the time. You guys hear me say this all the time. Control what you can control. And that's it. And we can control what goes in our body. And water is one of those things that goes in our body. So control that thing. Do what you need to do. Here's seven science-based health benefits of drinking enough water. Because we know that the human body comprises around 60% of water. 60% of water in the human body. And, you know, that's funny because we don't realize... uh, Excuse me, I'm going to have to get me some water right now. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to get me some in a minute. I I got a cup, but it's almost gone. But anyway, the the body is composed, the human body comprised around 60%. So, and you know, your brain, your brain is full of water. It's full of water. And water does a lot of things. So anyway, let's look at the six to seven benefits. You know, they talk about this eight ounce water, eight, eight ounce glasses, but you know, again, I was talking about, and I told you guys earlier that um, that just doesn't make sense. So the first one we're going to talk about is it helps maximize your physical performance. We talked about that. So if you don't stay hydrated, your physical performance can suffer. And this is particularly important during intense exercise or high heat. I've seen people pass out on a basketball court playing in the summer heat because they didn't have enough water or hydration in their body. And they're out there playing basketball in 80, 90 degree heat. And all of a sudden they they just pass out because your body is like telling you, look. There's an issue here. My check engine light is on. You still running me like this. It says dehydration can have a noticeable effect. If you lose as little as two percent of your body's water content, <laughs> it's telling you at 2%, you're gonna have some issues. So it's not uncommon for athletes to lose as much as six. To 10% of their water weight via sweat. That's what I'm saying on the basketball court. You know, they're telling you 2% of your water content you're losing, your body's water content is going to cause a problem. And here, if you're an athlete and you're out here running in a hot (laughs) gym, because I've been in some gyms that didn't have no ventilation, no air circulation, just hot and sweaty and stinky and, and humid, and just, you know, and people running up and down and they ain't drinking no water. Or they go to the water fountain, there's about 20 people in line, and so they just choose to not get none of wait. It's just sad because just bring your own water and drink your own stuff. And this also can lead to an altered body temperature control, reduced motivation, and increased fatigue. It can also make exercise feel much more difficult, both physically and mentally, because it drains you. And all it is you thinking you don't know what's wrong is the fact that you didn't have enough water in you. Optimal hydration has been shown to prevent this from happening. And it may even reduce the oxidative stress that occurs during high-intensity exercise. This isn't surprising when you consider that muscle is about 80% water. If you exercise intensely and tend to sweat, staying hydrated can help you perform. At your absolute best. And that just makes a lot of sense. That if you're going to work out like a beast, you need to drink water like a beast. It also significantly affects energy levels and brain function. Your brain is strongly influenced by your hydration status. Remember what I talked about earlier about they saying that being dehydrated almost has the same effect of being under the influence of alcohol. And, you know, so that's a brain thing. That's, you know, I'm woozy. I'm, I'm, I'm impaired. It says in a study, it, it says that, oh, it says here, studies show because your brain is strongly influenced by hydration status, studies show that even mild dehydration such as the loss of 1 to 3 percent of body weight can even impair aspects of brain function they did a study in young women and researchers found that fluid loss of 1.4 percent after exercise impaired both mood and concentration and it also increased the frequency of headaches so see There's a lot of people running around here having multiple headaches, thinking something's wrong with them, taking migraine medicines and taking all kinds of other drugs because they're having all these frequent headaches and never thought that maybe I'm not drinking enough water. You know why? Because this stuff, this kind of stuff isn't pushed. This kind of stuff isn't communicated to folks. People don't read enough and research on things anyway, so a lot of times they are looking for health professionals and other people to explain to them what's going on. And sometimes these professionals miss certain questions. They don't. I've never been asked by a doctor, am I drinking enough water? Am I dehydrated for certain things that I'm dealing with? I've never, never, ever. You know, I was just telling a doctor the other day that I have a lot of joint pain and and things and and some stuff that I'm going through. And if you're not drinking enough water, you can't hydrate and lubricate your joints, and that's an issue, and that can cause some pain and some suffering. It says that many members of this same research team conducted a similar study in young men, and they found that fluid loss of 1.6% was detrimental to working memory and increased feelings of anxiety and fatigue. All because you ain't got enough water in your system. All because you are not drinking the agua. Something that's free for the most part. We're going to get into free water versus paid water soon in this discussion. But it says here a fluid loss of 1% to 3% equals about 1%. 0.5 0.5 to 4.4, 4.5 pounds of body weight loss for a person weighing 150 pounds. This can easily occur during normal daily activities let alone during exercise or high heat. Many other studies with subjects ranging from children to older adults have shown that mild dehydration can impair mood memory and brain performance so this is something serious this is something again that we can control this is something here that we have the power to deal with and it's funny because here's the other thing we have the power to uh you know as adults to take control of our lives and do some things that we're doing and that that we're lacking in but what about our kids what about our kids We have too many parents out here giving their kids sweet, sugary juices or sweet, sugary drinks. I'm not even going to call it juice. I'm going to call it sugar water because if you've tasted some of these little funny colored water things that they're drinking, it's going to, man, you'll be amazed at the sugar content and it's not real juice. It looks cute. The kids don't have no idea what it is. They're just happy that they're drinking it because it's sweet. And remember on my podcast talking about sugar being like the new cocaine, it's addicting. And so it attacks the pleasure center of our brain. So we're going to continue to use it. But how many parents out there really, really enforce their children to just actually, actually drink some water? How many? I'd love to see a study on the amount of kids that say, you know, toddler age on up to uh, uh, preteen or something. How many of them really drink water on their own? You'd be surprised. And then wonder why our kids have juvenile diabetes and juvenile obesity at this stage of the game. Not good at all. So it also says that. The, it may help prevent and treat headaches, proper hydration, drinking water. It says dehydration can trigger headaches and migraine in some individuals. I've never had a migraine. But from what I understand, a person that gets them regularly or even having one every now and then, it is nothing nice. They, they literally have to shut down, go in a room, a dark room, and lay down. They can't do anything, can't really function It's that painful for them. So I definitely don't want to have to go through nothing like that. But I've had some headaches in my day and some sinus headaches too back in the day when I was younger. But, you know, I can honestly say right now that in my life now, at my age now, 59 years old, uh, I think it has something to do with my plant-based life. And sometimes we have food allergies and we don't realize it. We just know that we feel bad. We We don't know why at certain times of the week, year, month, or whatever after we've ate something. But we don't know that. And that's why it's important that if you can keep a food diary, especially if you're going through some things that are causing you some issues here and there, you know, and you don't know really what's going on, start looking at what you're consuming because you'll be surprised. Some people have food allergies to certain things. And and this could be causing whatever issue you're dealing with. So it says that what's more some studies have shown that drinking water can help relieve headaches in those who experience frequent headaches. So again, something simple as something in your kitchen coming out the faucet can alleviate a lot of other things that you normally would run to a, 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 a bottle of pills, a bottle of aspirin, a bottle of Tylenol or something, ibuprofen. When all you really needed was a nice, cool glass of water. It says here that a study in 102 men found that drinking an additional 5.7 ounces, which is 1.5 liters, of water per day resulted in significant improvement on the migraine-specific quality of life scale, a scoring system for migraine symptoms. It says that plus 47% of the men who drank more water reported headache improvement while only 25% of the men in the group reported this effect. However, not all studies agree and researchers have concluded that because of the lack of high quality studies, more research is needed to confirm how increasing hydration may help improve headache symptoms and decrease headache frequency. You know what's funny to me about these people in these studies? they always talking about something needs more studies and we haven't had enough time to do this. Well, damn, you don't do nothing else. Why does it take so long to come up with some of this stuff? You know, it just, I've always wondered, you know, I'm always suspect on some of these studies anyway. Especially because, you know, here in America, I don't know about other foreign countries. Maybe somebody can email me from one of these countries that listens to my podcast and chime in and tell me how your medical systems is and are they pumping you or trying to push as many pharmaceuticals in your life as they do here in America. Now, we are sicker than a lot of countries. America is real sick and real obese. And so we got some issues here, and it's all because of, if you listen to my last podcast, the sad standard American diet, which promotes inflammation, which we'll do a show on that too. I promise you we're going to do a show on inflammation. And uh, Just to let you know, you are listening to the Plant-Based for Life podcast. I'm your host, Will The Thrill, the Plant-Based Pro, and you're on the Streets Are Talking 24-Hour Podcast Network, and we're talking about water and proper proper hydration today on the show and, and the benefits and the detriments for not having enough water in your system and the benefits of having water in your system enough hydration, adequate amounts. Because see, people will say, you know, I got some people that I know that say they drink water, but they but they don't realize they don't drink enough water. I mean something, don't get me wrong, something is better than nothing. But you can't, you know, still be going through certain symptoms of something and just say, well I'm having I drink at least a cup of water a day but you're still dealing with dehydration symptoms and things that you're going through because your body, I mean, you sweat in your sleep, especially in my house when the heat is up to damn near 90. <laughs> you sweat in your sleep. So you. there's times when you sweat. And if you're really, really active, you know, even on your job, you may not even work out or go to the health club, but you might have a very strenuous job where you're doing manual labor, and you're sweating and you're losing water. So you want you want to uh, really, really listen and take heed to what I'm saying and research this stuff on your own. Please don't just listen to the things that I talk about on this podcast, even though I do a lot of research and, and, and some I get some valid information from some reliable, great sources. But if you're like me, and you you thirst for knowledge, you definitely will go back behind me and, and research some of the stuff that I'm talking about on these podcasts. Whether you agree or disagree, uh, I would research, you know, because for me, I, I I look up. If somebody tells me something, I run right to, 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 to somewhere to look up stuff. Back in the day, it used to be Encyclopedia Britannica, now it's Google and other search engines, and I just... Look, 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 and I click on this link and that link and this link and that link. And definitely, I find more information on the subject to satisfy my curiosity. Not because I believe people are wrong when they tell me things. Not because I'm trying to prove them wrong. It's I want more knowledge on the subject. So, drinking more water may help relieve constipation. Constipation is a common problem that is characterized by infrequent bowel movements and difficulty passing stool. So if you're in that bathroom, grunting, pushing, and you really straining, and, 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 and then you pushing as hard as you can, and all you dropping out is them little pebbles, them little rocks, and all them things in the toilet, because I know this is going to gross some of y'all out. But you need to, when you get up and finish doing what you're doing and wiping yourself and all that, need to look in that toilet, take a look at your stool so that you can see what's going on because your stool can tell you a lot about your health and a lot about what's going on. And if you got them little rocks and little pebbles in the toilet when you stand up looking at that stuff, you are dehydrated and you are constipated. You ain't got enough fiber in your life and you ain't got enough water. And Both of them go hand in hand. And because it says here in this study, low water consumption appears to be a risk factor for constipation in both younger and older adults. Well, see, older individuals, see, seniors, they they eat some prunes and some things like that. Something you young people don't even want to look at. And, and they're actually nasty to me. I'd rather drink the prune juice than eat the prunes. But I remember growing up and being constipated because, again, when I think back as a youth, I didn't drink a lot of water, but then your stomach is hurting, and the first thing comes out, your uh, elder's mouth, well, when's the last time you had a BM? I'm like, what the hell is a BM? Which stood for bowel movement. They just shortened it to BM. And I was like, oh, okay. And, oh, I don't know, Grandma, I, my stomach. And they feel on your stomach and see how hard it is on your side by your colon. And they're like, boy, you need to go to the bathroom. It seems like you ain't, you can't say when the last time you did it. So they give us some nasty prune juice. At that time, I was young. It was nasty. I'll drink it now, being considered a senior. I don't consider myself a senior. Hell, I still play Xbox. <laughs> but but anyway chronologically I'm considered a senior at 59 I guess. But if I was but since because of my cuz of my diet and lifestyle I get a lot of fiber and I'm again I've increased my water and things so I'm drinking a lot more water and um so that's what helps for me but you know if I got to the point where I was constipated I would drink Some prune juice, you know, get some more fiber. Eating apple, apple. Apple juice is good. It has pectin in it. Different things. But it says increasing hydration may help decrease constipation, which it will. Mineral water may be a particularly beneficial beverage for those with constipation. Because studies have shown that mineral water that's rich in magnesium and sodium improves bowel movement frequency and consistency in people with constipation. So, drinking water and mineral water can help with that and, and relieve you because it really, it, I mean, some of you all know, if you're in that bathroom scrunt or squinting, scrunting, grunting, and you know you ain't drink no water and you know that's one of the, one of the things that, that's going to uh, actually <laughs> uh, be the issue may help treat kidney stones urinary stones are painful clumps of mineral crystal that form in the most common form is kidney stones which form in the kidneys again now i'm telling you i haven't had one i think i did and they said it was small enough to pass through urine without me feeling it because it was that small But anybody will tell you that really had some real kidney stones will tell you that it is quite painful to. They call it passing a stone. I don't know about passing the stone, but I know some of them folks say they damn near about to pass out because it hurts so bad. And so kidney stones they form in stones that form in your kidneys. And there's limited evidence that water and tea can help prevent reoccurrence. But people who have previously gotten stones, we don't know. But higher fluid intake increases the volume of urine passing through the kidneys. So this dilutes the concentration of minerals so that they are least likely to crystallize and form clumps. So basically it's diluting it. Water may also help prevent the initial formation of stones. But studies are required to confirm this. Here it is. Talking about these studies again. And... You know, they've been doing this a long time. You should know by now. And, you know, and there's other reports. So this is just one report. You know, I had so many reports in my studies and things, so this was the one I thought would be probably the easiest and quickest informative. You can always go online and Google and, and get some of these reports in PDF form so you could print it or read it easier without all the advertisements and things that they throw in there. But, you know, uh, I, I definitely believe and I've heard from doctors that drinking uh, water may prevent the formation of kidney stones and being properly hydrated and keeping that water flowing because the more water you drink, obviously, the more you're urinating. So you're keeping that cycle going, and you're keeping it from from getting to the point where it's uh, sitting there crystallizing and things of that nature. Here's something that'll help some of you all, especially you young ones that's still out here partying. Helps prevent hangovers. It says a hangover refers to the unpleasant symptoms experienced after drinking alcohol. Lord knows I'm so grateful that I haven't drank. I celebrated my 29th year of sobriety yesterday. And uh, I do remember those hangovers. I do remember those days when I had those benders. And was out all those hours of the night and come home when it's daylight. And I I reek of alcohol, I ain't had no food in my stomach, and I'm down in beers and cognac shots and mixing liquors and Jack Daniels and Guinness Stout. Oh, my God, I just remember those days. And, man, then you come home because you ain't eating nothing, and you wake up in the morning, you be like, "Dad, have I died and went to heaven? Hangovers are nothing nice, but people do it all the time. And I've heard people, ah, after this a hangover I had. I know I'm not drinking no more. As soon as I get better, I'm not drinking. And then later on that night, they're at the bar. Last call. <laughs> but alcohol is, is diuretic. So it makes you lose more water than you take in. And this can lead to dehydration. You ever notice after you've been drinking a lot and, and you all of a sudden, you get thirsty? It's because the alcohol is a diuretic, so it dries up the water, and it's like water peels, pretty much. So although di- dehydration isn't the main cause of hangovers, it can cause symptoms like uh, thirst, fatigue, headache, and dry mouth. And I remember all of those symptoms when I used to be out there drinking and doing that thing like that. Thank God I don't do that now, because I wouldn't want to deal with no things like that, obviously. And so hangovers are partly caused by dehydration. And drinking water can help reduce some of the main symptoms of hangovers. So again, you know, wake up after you get up off the floor in your room or your mama's floor or on the couch uh, where you've been passed out and get you some water so you can get up and get on your way. Can aid in weight loss drinking adequate amounts of water can help you lose weight. Plenty of water. You know it's funny to me. A lot of people that's trying to lose weight. That's obese and big. And and trying to do some of the things. That's going to make their life better. And they don't drink any water. And I've often told people. That if you don't drink water. And you're trying to lose weight. You're hustling backwards. Because water. Number one. Can increase the satiety. And boost your metabolic rate. So it makes you feel full. That's what I tell you. Uh, if Even if you're in a, a, a calorie or a caloric restricted type of diet or you're trying to lose weight and watch what you eat, they'll tell you drink two glasses of water before you eat and chances are that you will be full and then when you start eating, you won't want as much. That's one way of keeping you from eating too much food at the table. That's just one way. It also says that some evidence suggests that increasing water intake can promote weight loss by slightly increasing your metabolism, which will increase the number of calories you burn on a daily basis. So, you know, I've heard two theories. You know, some people say, oh, you're not supposed to drink real water, real cold. Uh, 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 You're not supposed to do this. But then I know some people who said, if you drink real cold water, your body's metabolism starts churning to warm the water up for your body in, in your system. So that's one way of your metabolism being boosted. So I would probably study up on that because I've heard, you know, some people say you should drink water at room temperature. Some people say, oh, you know, I, if you drink cold water, it shocks your system and it does this and that. So you got different reports, and I, I didn't really get the information on that uh, to read to you or, or research it. But I've heard that in my daily life of people telling me one thing and somebody saying this. And I, I also so I heard about this, drinking cold water helps your metabolism because your body has to work hard to warm it up in your system. But in a 2013 study in 50 young women with overweight, which was overweight, demonstrated that drinking... An additional 16.9 ounces of water three times per day before meals, as I just said, for eight weeks. So 16 ounces, that's two glasses, like I said. For eight weeks, that's a significant reduction in body weight and body fat compared with their pre-study measurements. So there you go, ladies. I know you all whining about, oh, I'm not that big. That's water weight. Yeah, right. What you got, two big gallons of water in your pocket? The bottom line is, if you do this, miss, I don't like to drink water, this will help you lose some weight. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you. And it says the timing is important too. Drinking water a half an hour before meals is the most effective. It can make you feel more full so that when you eat, you eat fewer calories. It says here in one study dieters who drank 16.9 ounces of water before meals lost 44% more weight over a period of 12 weeks than dieters who didn't drink water before their meals. Hmm. So there you have it. You want to lose some weight? Drink you some water before your meals. So, you know, so so bottom line is even mild dehydration can affect you mentally and physically. So make sure you get enough water in you. I mean, I would, I would start, you know what, 64 ounces a day. 64 ounces is enough. Now, I got a gallon. So a gallon is 128 ounces, you know. But 64 ounces is a half a gallon. And that ain't bad. You know, get your half a gallon and, and you should be good. And see, another way, if you can't drink water. If you can't drink your water, you can eat your water. Now they look at me like, what am I supposed to do? Get a bowl of water, put it in a spoon, and then start it, slurping it like some cereal in a bowl? No. You eat certain fruits and vegetables that are rich in water. Like, for instance, watermelon. Hmm, what a concept. Watermelon. Watermelon has a lot of water in it, a whole lot. But it's not the only one. Most of the melons have a lot of water in it. Most of the melons are really, really rich in water, as well as some other. Uh, you know, you got mel, you got cantaloupe, you got cantaloupe, you got um, um, cantaloupe, you got honeydew melons, you got uh, there's another melon that I tried, Christmas melon. So, there's a lot of melons. There are so many. Look, there's 80,000 edible plants out there. Okay? 80,000. I know we only eat the same three dead animals, most of us who are still carnivores. I'm not one of them. However, there's a lot of plants out there that you can get. Cucumbers. Cucumbers are rich in water. Cucumbers. Um, what else? You know, I mean, most of these, 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 uh, these fruits and vegetables, you know, you got all these fruits, they got water and oranges and, and grapefruits and all of those different, uh, 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 fruits. So you got a lot of options. You don't just have to drink. And I'm telling you, you need to drink water. Don't get me wrong. Like they're saying, the studies is telling you this. You need to do that, but you can make it, you know, fun. so I don't like water. I don't want to drink it. It just has that taste. So you change it. You know, with all the inf- people are drinking infused water now. So you get you some plain water. You put you some some, some, some pieces of fruit in there, uh, uh, some mint leaves or something, some lime, some lemon. You cut it up, and you put it in there, and, and, and there you have it. You got some flavored water. At least it doesn't taste like, you know... Regular, regular old, plain old water. So here, uh, let's, uh, what's the great debate? Bottled water versus tap water. Because I know everybody's like, well, I ain't going to be paying no money for no water. It's free. Why, why would I buy some? Well, you know, some people say that tap water doesn't taste as good as bottled water. Uh, some people don't want the impurities that's in tap water. Uh, which you can buy a filter because I'm going to, so, so here's the deal. So bottle and tap water are both healthy and safe to drink. So it's all a matter of your preference. Some prefer the taste and convenience of bottled water. Others think tap water is just fine and love the fact that it's free. Choose whichever will help you drink enough each day. I know that I like Dasani out of all the bottled water. There's something to me about Dasani water that it tastes different than other bottled water. It just does. I tried to say, some people say, all oh, that bottled water tastes the same. And some of that time, how you know they're not putting tap water in, the, in these bottles and just selling it to y'all? Y'all just don't know. But I honestly, I'm telling you, the sunny water really tastes different to me. And I like it. But you know what? Whatever floats your boat. If the tap water you have at home has flavor you don't like, try some filtered water pitchers or install a filter onto your faucet. If you drink bottled water... Please don't forget to think of the environment and recycle. So that means put them bottles somewhere. Don't just start throwing them all over the place. There's also many types of bottled waters. There's so many that it's confusing to tell the difference. All of them are great for hydration, but they're different. You got mineral water that, that, that comes from protected underground sources that contain minerals naturally. You got purified water. That goes through a a, a distilled place, processing to uh, remove the impurities. You got sparkling water that is carbonated to add fish. You know, you can take some sparkling water, put your little, you know, natural sugar, like some Aguave nectar in there, and a little fruit juice, and make your own kind of soda. Now, I've seen that happen before. Then you got spring water, so that's water... Spring water is collected from a natural flowing spring. And we got about five minutes left on the show. You're listening to the Plant-Based for Life show. I'm Will The Thrill, Plant-Based Pro, ya boy. And you're listening on the Streets You're Talking 24-hour podcast network. We're talking about water and the importance of drinking water and the importance of being hydrated. So what about those sports drinks that everybody likes? What about all those? What about those Red Bulls and all that kind of stuff, all those energy drinks? All those things, some of them, which are really not that good for you, you know. Uh, I, I think some of those drinks that give you some electrolytes to help you with your body when you sweat are not bad. You know, the Gatorades and the, and the, and the sports drinks, the Aids, and all of them. But be careful because sugar, the sugar in a lot of these drinks are very high. And you want to make sure that you're not filling yourself up with all that sugar and stuff. Coffee, tea, and energy drinks. Most energy drinks provide both carbs and caffeine. And so energy drinks will help you stay hydrated. However, they they also add calories to your diet. And sometimes contain more caffeine than two, three cups of coffee. So if you're insensitive to caffeine and your body is tripping off this caffeine. And some of them energy drinks are just not good. I mean, they can keep you from having sleep. They get you heart palpitations, they're really not good to have. Honestly, that's my opinion. You know, you got to make your own opinion. Somebody asked me, well, can I drink too much water? Uh, And you know, that's not very common. It's possible, but it is possible to drink too much water. Uh, Drinking too much water can lead, uh, can dilute the sodium in your blood, which can result in a dangerous condition. This is rare, and when it occurs, it usually is seen in a marathon runner or endurance athletes, or other people who consume large amounts of water in a short period of time. Generally, however, drinking water is a great choice, and trading it up to a sports drink with added electrolytes is a good idea during long periods of intense exercise. But, you know, the bottom line is this, and and, and it's really this and, and only this. You know if you're drinking enough water because you know you. You know if you're going through some things in your body and you don't really have an idea, you might want to consider looking at the fact that am I really, based on what the plant-based pro, your boy just got through saying, is talking about am I lacking some water hydration in my life? What is it? So it gives you something to look at and think about. Because you know if you're drinking enough water. And I just told you 75% of Americans uh, do not drink enough water. Are dehydrated. And the average American drinks two and a half cups of water. That's the average American. And most of us are not average. So we got to look at this and take this serious. Because it's out there like that. So take heed. Get you a glass of water. Get you some water. Start slow. You know, start slow. You can't handle 64 ounces of water a day. Handle 32 ounces. That's half of that. But you got to start somewhere and you need it because it's important. And your body will thank you for it like anything else that we do. Your body will thank you for it. So we got, we're got we about to end the show. Uh, remember to go to favoriteschefs.com, favoriteschef.com, the competition. And vote for Will Williams, your boy. Uh, free votes. You can do it once a day. If you got a Facebook account, you definitely can do it. But go on there and check it out. And I want to thank you guys for listening. You know, you can you can email me at uh, my uh, businessplantbasedforlife.com. If you have any show ideas or anything you want me to talk about. And you want to learn about something different. Or just say hi. Tell me you enjoyed the show because I get a lot of listeners in these different countries. So I'd be glad to hear from some of you guys from another country, you know, other than my American listeners. So uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. This show is all about health and wellness, not about beating people up. So, you know... Get at your boy. And thank you for listening to this show. And remember this. PB4L. Good night, folks.